Well, hi, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, senior editor at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. Um, happy to have another Business Solutions MGMA podcast today. And our guest is Ahmed Donawala, who is senior director of sales at global HR recruitment platform, Edge. Ahmed, I want to just welcome you to the show. Daniel, thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. Yeah. So we have been talking offline, uh, getting to know each other and just figuring out where we're from and all those cool things. So I do want to let our audience know a little bit more about you and about Edge. So let's start with Edge first. What do you, What is what is Edge? What do you guys do and how do you interact with those uh, medical practice leaders? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Uh, and, you know, Daniel, in partnering with healthcare groups, regardless of size, one to two provider practices, or even healthcare organizations that have a thousand plus, we've identified the number one pain point that is affecting groups, regardless of location within the U.S., and that is unfortunately hiring and staffing today, right? We we found that, number one, it has become increasingly difficult to find really good local talent, but then furthermore, retain talent over six months or even a year today, right? And then once you actually do bring in these individuals, we found that it is also very difficult to effectively manage all individuals in one platform in one area from an HR perspective. So, you know, a little bit about Edge, what we're doing is we connect with healthcare groups across the United States. We connect them to remote talent, really, really good remote talent across the world and effectively allow them to not only manage these individuals, but scale their organizations as they're continuing to grow. And, and really, we do this with one mission in mind. It's ultimately to make hiring globally easier than hiring locally. That is a really cool objective. And so excited to dig deeper on this whole idea of recruitment, retention, all the aspects of that. Before we go deeper into that, what is your main role or maybe a couple of main pieces of your day that there at edge what are you focused on yeah absolutely you know when i think about my role i would i would break it down to uh, connecting with healthcare groups right again regardless of size and understanding what their hiring criteria what their scalability looks like we understand it's not a one size fits all model it is very bespoke ultimately understanding that there's a big problem to solve and, and presenting a solution that that works towards that. Okay. Um, as I was mentioning, we have talked offline. I've met with y'all's team. Y'all have been partnering with MGMA. We've got a, uh, an upcoming webinar we'll, where yep. we will be partnering. You're going to be a co-presenter there. Um, I'm going to read out the title because it is totally, um, as you mentioned at the beginning, this is where the focus is right now. It's that recruitment. It's that retention. It's that really building things in an organization so you can uh, meet goals, meet objectives. So the title of this is Recreating the Wheel, Modernizing Hiring and Retention Strategies with Remote Employees. So give us an idea of what that webinar is going to be like. Yeah, yeah. You know, going back to kind of what Edge solves, we we are in a landscape today where hiring has become a massive headache for healthcare organizations. So really the purpose of the webinar is to not only present solutions, but ultimately discuss modernized strategies that can lead to effective hiring this year in 2024 and beyond, right? And 
And really, how do we do that? It's we identify negative trends, we identify potential impacts, and ultimately, as I mentioned, a solution that leads to effective hiring. Yeah, you mentioned that keyword trends there. So let's Let's take a look at that. This is where you're focused uh, in your job. So give us an idea. What are some of those main trends taking place right now uh, in recruiting and retention? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And number one, there are 1.5 million fewer Americans in the labor workforce today, right? And, and this is not specifically illustrated towards healthcare, but in total. And what that has done from a negative trend standpoint is it's it's made it very difficult to hire. Today, it takes roughly three plus months to effectively fill a front or back office position. Your retention has dwindled down. The average rate of retention today is roughly six to nine months. So you're, you're training someone, you're onboarding them for several months, only really to be guaranteed three to four more months with them. It's a, it's a huge, huge problem you know, to any business. Mm -hmm. um, and and lastly, salaries are continuing to increase. A desire to work remote is continuing to increase where you're not necessarily finding talent you know, locally that, that abides by that. Yeah. You've kind of painted the picture there of what's happening. So when Edge was formed, they really were, as you were saying, focused on not just looking locally. You can yeah. always get great employees locally, but just based on the work space, environment now of people wanting to work remote of finding good talent from everywhere what precipitated that where were y'all thinking to go okay look we we can't just limit ourselves to this one space to look for good talent we've got to look everywhere um walk us through that kind of decision making process and how you've been able to adopt it yeah and and you know in, in speaking on that criteria really we look at kind of global hiring and, and some of the negative stereotypes that have come associated, right? I think from a, a medical practice or a healthcare organizational perspective, it is difficult to trust someone who is located across the world when you can't effectively manage them. You're not sure necessarily if they're HIPAA compliant uh, or if your patient's PHI is, is under, you know, secure premises, right? Yeah. Um, and so, we, we spoke with a lot of healthcare groups and, and we understood that the main reason why they haven't necessarily looked globally is because there hasn't been partners that can guarantee these things. Mm -hmm. Now, for us, we felt that having SOC 2 security, having HIPAA compliancy, having a, a true foundation of, of remote individuals who go through training, who understand the landscape of US-based healthcare will change some of the, the thought processes towards these, these negative stereotypes. And, and that has been the case. And some of the benefits that we found along the way is that now all of a sudden you are attracting a significantly larger talent pool, right? In doing so, you're able to reduce overhead costs that not only come from recruiting, from retention, but ultimately from salary as well. For those patients, or sorry, for those employees that are in person, you have them focusing on in-person in care, inpatient care, whereas some of the administrative work can be taken away, reducing turnover, reducing that that stress, that overwhelmingness of, of current staff who are short short staffed. And ultimately you're guaranteeing, you know, higher retention rates across the board. Mm -hmm. yeah. So one of the things that immediately comes to mind, and we know this in the MGMA book line, we have a third party that we work very closely with to get our books uh, across the finish line here at MGMA. Right. They're in Europe. And so 
We have some very different hours, so you have to kind of navigate that. So talk about that. If there's some things that need to be handled in real time, how do you structure it where if someone is working uh, in many time zones over, how yeah. do you work that and balance that out? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And I would say that's a, it's a question that 99% of our partners ask us, right? For <laughs> proceeding. Uh, so we'll use Southeast Asia as an example, right? Um, here in the U.S., you know, regardless, let's say if I'm in San Francisco, if someone is in, in Boston per se, it's about a nine to 12 hour difference, right? So right off the bat, we would think, are these individuals working uh, through our nights and, and how, how is that really a benefit? But one thing we found is there is a major desire for individuals in that region to have access to U.S. you know, healthcare opportunity, okay. right? The culture there is that if you are working for a United States organization or representing a United States organization, that you will be working overnight to match their hours. So with Edge specifically, they will actually work during your working hours. Let's say if that's at eight to five, they will be available for any front or back end duties. Oh, wow. Okay. That is a really cool way to do that. And then you mentioned uh, the U.S. healthcare. We don't have to get into the weeds here, but I would like to understand if they're an employee uh, and they might be in a different country, how does that work then as far as the healthcare? Um, what's, how is that set up? Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, so we look at it two different ways, right? Um, in, in, in building a foundation of edge with partners here, we've also needed to do the same on the other side, right? To give really, really talented individuals access to opportunities, paying fair wages, right? Allowing them the ability to grow. And when we do this, what we've done is we've built a criteria of individuals who would make the right type of fit for our partners here in the US. Individuals who have a medical background, who have at least worked for a potential practice, have gone to medical school, been a physician themselves, et cetera. And so in doing so, they typically have the background, you know, the, the overall background of, of what it takes to be successful, but we've built a training program with our partners here that we're now putting them through. It's a five-week training academy, which goes over the high level of how you know the healthcare system works, but then the day-to-day -day tasks that they would be asked to do as well. Oh, that is really cool. Okay, that that was my next question was like, well, there's gotta be a learning gap here, right? So yeah. how do you do that? So it's that five-week academy. So that is, that is really cool. Um, we've been talking about some of the trends. So let's get strategic then as well. What are yeah. you seeing that are some of the strategies that are working in hiring and then maybe some of those that are not one of those, some of those that you want to avoid as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the reason global talent uh, is so prominent today, and we spoke about some of the benefits, but, you know, we'll talk about the cost of not going remote, right. Or, or mm -hmm. not necessarily looking past local talent. Number one, you're not necessarily dealing with a, a large talent pool. It is very limited, right? That's the number one issue. Number two, in doing so, it takes hiring uh, to, to go on, on an extended time period, right? Your ramp periods typically increase. What does this do to your current staff? It leads to burnout. It leads to turnover. And ultimately, all of this attributes to an increase in cost, you know, on, on, the, on the high level. So, some of the some of the negative trends, right, with potentially not partnering with a a, a talent partner um, from a global perspective. Okay, okay. Now, in looking at your upcoming webinar, I did see some of the learning objectives. I was looking at the abstract as well. Y'all talk. I saw the term in there, a phrase actually, hemorrhaging cost. 
So talk a little bit about that, about some of the financial side of it, how this um, model can help improve uh, the financial situation it practices. Yeah, absolutely, Daniel. And this this varies across the board, right? If you are to break down a uh, an individual physician practice owner, right, a one to two provider practice, you speak on the patient experience and and how much that affects the bottom line, right, in terms of revenue. Um, imagine you have a short-staffed front office, right, and and you're getting patient new patients who are calling in trying to schedule an appointment. Every missed call attributes to X amount of revenue, right? And, and typically, we all understand that if you miss a call and you try to call a patient back, typically it involves a game of phone tag, right? So from that level, trying to hire someone and, and effectively not being matched to really good candidates is leading to burnout, but then also you're, you're missing out and you're ruining the patient experience. Um, from a consumer perspective, if I call a practice and they don't answer, and if I'm a new patient, the general idea is that I will then go down the street and go to the next one, right? Mm -hmm. So really, even one missed call can be such a, a contributing factor. From a, from a larger level, when we look at some of our partners on the, on the what we consider enterprise, right, healthcare groups, um, we have heard things all across the board. Uh, we spoke with a physician recently who mentioned our support staff is so burned out that as physicians, we're having to do all of that support work. And what has this done? It's led to turnover on the physician level. So now not only are you dealing with the, the front and back office, right? Hiring issues. Now, all of a sudden it's elevated to even physicians. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of the big questions I had earlier was how in the heck do you manage time zone differences? You explain that to us. Yeah. The other big one that I'm sure you said about 99% uh, of your uh, people you work with practices ask that question. I don't know what the other 1% was thinking if they didn't right. ask okay. that. But right. One of the other ones that might get about a 99% or 100% um, questions uh, in your direction would be culture. Uh, because we already know because of burnout, because of the stress, because of all the other things that go on in right. practices, there is um, an issue with culture, you know, managing that, getting that in the right space where you've got uh, employees that want to be part of that organization. So let's amplify that. Now we're managing people in other time zones, in other countries. Yeah. The question of culture would come up, like, how do we get buy-in? How do we get people on the same page here? So talk about that. And what I'm getting at is the retention side. How do you right. build a culture that has people want to stay there? Yeah, for sure. And and all of this dramatically shifted, you know, in, in a post-COVID world, right? Yep. Understood 2020 and prior, we didn't necessarily, I mean, this issue may have been rising, but nowhere near where it has risen from 2020 to 2024, right? The uh, the issue of an important, important culture and, and ensuring that regardless of where the individual is located, that they truly feel a part of that. Um, one of, I, I mentioned negative stereotypes earlier, you know, in this call and, and one of the negative stereotypes of a potential global talent is that it's always been seen as outsourced, right? Yeah. It's an outsourced member. They have nothing to do with the current staff in place. They don't, you know, they don't face patients. They don't answer calls. Simply they're doing all admin work on the back end, And that notion itself has dramatically shifted across the board, right? 
Now, regardless of where you're located, regardless if you're, you know, in San Francisco, in Boston, you're able to do the same job as an in-person, right? Maybe outside of seeing patients. Uh, and ultimately for us, it's setting that right expectation, right? The reason we have an edge academy in place, the reason we train on culture so much specific to the practice or organization is that we want these individuals not just joining as a one to two month rental per se, but moreover, a true long-term member of that staff who's able to come in, spread their wings, and ultimately grow in their own career path. Um, for us, setting that notion and ensuring that we're setting that expectation with our partners has been dramatically effective. Today, from what we hear, right, is not only are we you know, setting the right type of culture, right? Not only are they able to grow into that culture, let's say a Christmas bonus, right? If you're going to give it to an in-person employee, then share that same wealth with, you know, a remote employee. Mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately, this is leading to organizations being able to scale a lot faster and provide that support staff. And, and ultimately, I think when you take away some of these issues, that culture naturally, naturally rises. Okay. Um, one more question on that vein. So uh, as far as countries that you're partnering with already, are there examples of specific countries or the ones that you're, you're really focused on, you've had a lot of success with so far? Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So really, we have, we have identified two areas of the world that, that have led to initial success for us as an organization. Southeast Asia, as I mentioned, right, is a, is a very, very strong, talented uh, uh, pool of individuals, right, that mm -hmm. come with medical background that are really looking for that next opportunity. We also understand that there's a heavy, heavy bilingual need here in the United States, really, regardless of location. Mm -hmm. and so for us, you know, Latin America has been another prominent area of talent. And we found really strong individuals there who are also looking for that next opportunity to really, you know, further themselves in their career. So these are two regions really for us. Instead of looking at countries, we've also gone within those countries and looked at specific cities and the, wow. the you know the diverse talent they bring. But you know, I, I would assume, right? If if I'm aligned with with what our founders are thinking, is that we want to be across the across the world, right? Not mm -hmm. just two regions, but really in every region, because we know talent talent is everywhere. Mm -hmm. oh, right. That's great. All right. Before we sign off, I have two more questions. And first of all. Are there any resources or tools uh, that you can share with our audience or point them in the direction of if they wanted to know more? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, something as simple as a cost comparison to to strategies to, to effectively hire. What I'll do, Daniel, is I'll share this with you and, and we can get that sent out. But we definitely have a couple of different one pagers and and uh, and other documents that would lead to uh, these strategies, you know, starting to be in motion. Okay, perfect. And we will, for everybody, we will be sure and post those resources in the episode show notes. You can just go right to them, click through and just see uh, what Ahmed is talking about there. So final question then, uh, any final thoughts then on modernizing hiring and retention strategies that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I think I think when we think about, you know, global employment, we've typically turned a little bit of a blind eye, right? Um, hoping that kind of the local talent network ends up working itself out. But what we're finding is organizations who are taking this route, right, who are partnering with a, a global remote talent partner um, are not only seen as modernized, but are able to scale their organization in, in such an efficient manner, right? And, and so that would be my closing thought is, regardless of ultimately who you partner with, 
make sure it is a global company, right? Make sure it's someone that is HIPAA compliant, right? That provides really, really talented individuals and someone that you can truly scale with. I think bringing on one or two or three individuals isn't necessarily that difficult. But now when you think about 25, 50, that's where really some of those problems begin to rise. Perfect. All right. Well, Ahmed, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Absolutely. It was, it was truly an honor, Daniel, and I appreciate you taking the time today. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the MGMA Business Solutions Podcast. We've been here with Ahmed Donawala, Senior Director of Sales at Global HR Recruitment Platform Edge. As Ahmed and I were talking about, we're going to provide direct links to some of those resources. Also, we will give you information on the upcoming webinar as well, where you can learn even more and get continuing ed credits there. So we'll be sure and get that out to you as well. Until then, thanks for being an MGMA podcast listener. Most physicians don't have the opportunity to learn the business of medicine. What docs don't get taught, Physician Business Training is a course developed by MGMA and administrators from Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. This interactive course provides in-depth physician business training that can drive personal and organizational success. Purchase now for yourself or your organization at physicianbusinesstraining.com and earn eight hours of CME credit. Again, go to physicianbusinesstraining.com to purchase and to learn more.